The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Robert your host. Time for some divisional round best bets. By the way, why is the right side of your face all red? Because I took a nap. Well, you're such a nart. <laughs> such a nart. <laughs> you're worse than Brady. Brady's calling me out for my stomach issues. You're calling me out for my naps. What? I mean, what grown man takes a nap at noon? <laughs> why? What grown man doesn't take a nap at noon? I I know I couldn't. You can't. You don't nap. I can't sleep. I have sleep issues. Oh man, I love a nap. RJ, you nap? No, I mean some of us are like, like working all day, Monday through Friday. You know. Oh yeah. come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> Do you nap on Saturday, RJ? Um, no, I mean I nap on Sundays. Yeah, I, I, I typically would just my sleep patterns would be when I was a little bit younger. You know, just go to sleep at whatever time, wake up, never wake up throughout the night. Now I kind of like maybe sleep a little bit toward the end of the night, um, and then get a full sleep in, but typically not napping during the day. No. Jamie Eisenberg has been caught napping in the green room before. I heard Jamie's napped on set of FFT before. No, he's napped in the green room though. A couple of times. That's that's a no, no. What, um, how was your appearance on FFT? Dave Richard hall of famer. Congratulations, Dave. Yeah. I, uh, I actually showed up with some different cheeses in honor of when Dave ate the calzone in the green room and <laughs> uttered under his breath, mmm, cheese. <laughs> it was a Hall of Fame moment. He denies it to this day, but he did it. I, that, that checks out. I believe that. Um, I showed up very very briefly and told a story about how uh, I wore a dress on, at the office at, at CBS. I remember but, that. I remember that. In fact, you know, today would be an HR violation. I should really retroactively file one against Dave and Jamie. You know, by the way, uh, I told Dave that he's might be one of the five nicest human beings I've ever met in this business. 
Dave Richard is so nice. Uh, you know what? I, I'm sure to he took By the way, I mean, he took it as a compliment. That's such a, that's an insult coming from you. Like, no, <laughs> he really is. It's almost. I mean, he's too nice sometimes. Yeah, he's uh, a very he's nice as nice person. as can be. He really is. And I am happy. I am happy for Dave. I think it's awesome. He's a Hall of Famer. Next up, we're getting you in the Hall of Fame, Pete. Then we'll work on Fred Taylor. Yeah, not in, in that order, by the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> What's good for me is good for me. RJ, RJ knows. He knows. By the way, next up in the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame, the hot dog vendor down the street. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh! <laughs> That's a running joke we have with Jamie Eisenberg and, and Dave that, you know, they, the start of the week could come from the hot dog vendor and have a better percentage. I mean, yeah, Jamie, if, if you, if you, if it, what were we, we were doing the show is like, I was like, yeah, I really think Jared was like, I said somebody, I was like, Isaiah Pacheco is going to go off. You're like, just FYI, he's Jamie started the week. He got like two <laughs> yeah. carries fumbled and benched. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. All right, let's get to the best bets. I got my, somebody, this is driving me nuts. I don't know where they are. Um, well, Whatever, we'll figure it out. You guys, I went 4-3 last week. It's about 500. That is not how y'all did combined. Seven and one combined. Pete four and oh with his best bets. No show the podcast. No show the show. Went Maybe I should not show up all year. <laughs> just put my picks in. <laughs> RJ three I, and one. Nice I call myself voice. playoff Petey instead of playoff Lenny. I'm playoff Petey. I like it. I went uh, five and one straight up. I mean that didn't really matter, but like I had the I had the the money the, the underdog parlay I gave out didn't hit because Tampa Bay and the um the six game parlay I gave out did not hit because of Tampa Bay. Thanks a lot, Tom Brady. Thanks for nothing. RJ, feeling good about the playoffs right now? Uh, yeah, in what sense? For the Bills or just in general? No, just in general. I mean, you know, you go three and one, you're feeling, feeling good about it. Yeah, it felt good. It was it ended up being dumb throwing Tampa Bay in that teaser. Um, yep. You know, it felt like a clear teaser spot for them, but they completely no-showed. And it turns out Tampa Bay is not a very good team to, to be able to get routed like that by Dallas. So big changes coming there this offseason, we assume. Um, especially with them should have been dominating the division. I know we all, we all thought they were going to run away with the division and it turned into a fight at the end because they were just as bad as everyone else in the division. So um, we'll see what happens with them. But other than that, felt pretty good about how things went. The Jaguars pick looked terrible for a half and then chargers did their thing. And, and all of a sudden we get that cover and win. Pete four and everybody. Yeah. And by the way, I also, would have probably put in a couple overs if I hadn't, uh, which would have been pretty good too. I was at five and six, I believe, in the the, the wildcard weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, should have been. One, I guess it should have been six and six. Yeah, but Tom Brady stinks. As you know, what Tom Brady doesn't stink. I don't think Tom Brady's. I know he didn't look great at a lot of that stretch. Byron Leftwich. Well, their offense is outdated. Yep. It's the Bruce Arians holdover offense, and it's outdated. And their offensive line stinks. Let's be real, too. It's hard to throw when you, your uh, your team stinks. Could not agree with you more. Let's get to the games for this weekend. And we start. Unbelievable. The Jacksonville Jaguars. My Jacksonville Jaguars. Pete's Jacksonville Jaguars. Heading to Kansas City, where the Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. The total, a robust total of 52 and a half. We're betting, we're picking it at eight and a half and 53. I've seen nine out there as well. Um, Oh, wait, wait. Shout out to uh, Aunt Susan, Uncle Rick, Jaguars fans, longtime Jaguars fans. My grandfather was one of the original Jaguar season ticket holders, and uh, his daughter, Susan, her husband, Rick, big Jaguars fans, season ticket holders. They're going to Kansas City. 
Pete, where's those Pete? Are the ones that is that the relatives that used to curse me out when I covered the team? Oh, that's that's all of my relatives. Yeah, I, I figured so. Um, look, oh Jackson, Wilson, Jack- can somebody ask Prisco how he did against the spread versus all CBS Sports experts, both this year and oh, I don't know, last year too? Thanks. You know what I got to say to him? Malik Willis and Mac Jones say hello. (laughs) Ouch, Wilson. Um, (laughs) How about Wilson chirping about? Who is he chirping about? He's like, maybe they should have drafted Mac Jones. Like, immediately Trevor Lawrence goes nuts in the second half. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars winning last week is always, and and RJ knows this, what's good for me is good for me. He said it. That means I get one more week of doing my radio show with Tony Baselli, which means more for me. So that's yeah. a good thing. No, it's um, like, when the, when the, when I, the Panthers are really good, like people are, are like blowing me up, like, hey, you know the Panthers. I'm like, sure, whatever. But you, you, you are like probably involved with the Jaguars. So when the Jaguars are good, more Petey. But I think this will be the that show Monday was the last show for me <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't think they're beating the Chiefs. I just don't. But I do think they're going to hang around. I think offensively, they're going to score points. I, I think this Chiefs defense has major issues. You block Chris Jones, you're going to score, period. End of story. So I know it's a big thing to do, but if you block him, you'll score. So I think Jacksonville will score points. Uh, I think they'll hang around in the game. and uh, I, But I do think the Chiefs will win. So I'll take the Jaguars and the over as two of my best bets in this game. Well, I'm going to trump you, Pete, because I have two and a half picks for this game. I have a best bet. And a I'm teaser. Can't- that's the half. I, and yeah, I know. I have so, to I'm just jumping in. I'm jumping in before you accuse me of copying you. So, so the first one is Kansas City minus eight and a half. I'm on the other side of Pete here. Jackson was very lucky to advance after that minus five turnover margin. Uh, but Chargers going to charge her, like we said earlier. Kansas City dominated Jacksonville that first meeting back in week 10, 486 yards to 315. They won that game by 10 points despite two lost fumbles and a minus three turnover margin. So if Jacksonville was getting a plus three turnover margin in that game and still losing by 10, I don't know how, you know, what do they need to do f- plus five to, to compete in this game? Uh, Jacksonville's defense, 22nd in pass yards per play, 29th on third down, and 24th in red zone. I think Kansas City's going to score a ton. Talk about if if Jacksonville can block Chris Jones, Jacksonville will score. I mean, Kansas City's going to score whatever they need to in this game. Um, Ch- Chiefs defense, only 25th in interception rate, but the way Trevor Lawrence has played, especially in the first half of the last few weeks, he's going to create them anyway, it seems like. So I think Jacksonville needs Mahomes to commit bad turnovers to stay in this, which is not out of the question. I mean, he let the Denver back in the game that a few weeks back. They were close on Houston, so it's not like they're putting away these bad teams anyway down the stretch. So it is possible. But my power ratings put this at Chiefs minus 10.5. I played up to 9.5. So I like Kansas City as a um, as an 8.5 best bet. I also like the over 9.5 points in the first quarter, but it's minus 135, so I didn't want to make it a best bet, but I do like that play. My other best bet is Mahomes over 2.5 passing touchdowns. He has three plus pass touchdowns in seven of his 11 playoff games, including all three last year. And I think Jacksonville's defense uh, in terms of defending the passes on the lower end of that spectrum in terms of quality, in terms of the teams that he's matched up with in the playoffs. And then again, the teaser, you know, it's the obvious teaser of the week, Kansas City and Philadelphia yep. throwing Kansas City in there minus two and a half is the first leg. How on a scale of one to 10, how much does it concern you that I had? And I, I swear to, I swear I had, I swear I said my best, best ability is driving me nuts. Now I had that, the teaser was, it's so obvious. Does that, does that, um, no, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's obvious because it's the way you should be playing it. And then I know other, I'm sure other sharps are completely on that teaser as well. So just cause you want to piggyback on, on the smart people taking it doesn't concern me at all. <laughs> By the way, a uh, couple things about, cause I went back and watched the tape from the first meeting between the two teams. A couple things about that game. 
That was before they moved Darius Williams outside, which they've been significantly better against the pass with him outside. He was a disaster on the inside. I don't know why they ever played him there. A, B, Devin Lloyd was a spinning top that day, uh, and he's improved in pass protect, pass coverage. He's still not great. Uh, and they they were not they were in a little bit of a slump on the defensive line. Roy Robertson Harris, who's been a beast in the last month of the season, as has Josh Allen. They weren't very good that day. So I, I think I think it's a different defense. I'm with you though, RJ. I think the Chiefs are going to score, but I think Jacksonville's going to score as well. Jack, Jacksonville also stole a possession in the game too. Is that 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 they also had a touchdown call? The they also had a touchdown call back for an illegal man downfield. Had to settle. Are you slapping something right now? Because are you hitting something with the pen? No. They also uh, settled for a field goal after they had a touchdown call back. I mean, look, they, they got handled the first time around. But I, I, I this just seems weird to me, and I don't think they're winning the game. But 96, I watched the same scenario play out live. I mean, I watched it. They, were, they had no business making the playoffs, made the playoffs, went to Buffalo, fell behind 10-0, knocked Jim Kelly out, won the game. Went to Denver as 16-point dogs and playing with house money and won the game. And people think that was a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. They didn't punt after the first quarter. So I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but I think this team has the same kind of feel of a young team that's starting to believe in itself. Um, and you're right. RJ made a good point. The Chiefs in the last – those games against Denver and Houston, they kept them around in those games. Um, Yeah, I mean, eight and a half is a lot of points. It's Andy Reid off the bye. You know, we Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. Shout out to our pal Nick Casas. We used to sing that song way back in the day. Oh, young Nick, prime of his life. <laughs> he got a good. He had a good bet last week on the Giants. Uh, I good bet on the Giants. No, was it the Giants? No, 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 no. He's, he's like, I got the bet. The Dolphins. I got the, I got a great, I the got, Bills. I got a great number. Got a great. I got a, made a great bet. I got the Bills minus. I mean, the Bills minus nine. It wasn't a great bet. You didn't win it. He's like. Great bets aren't win or loss. You can't control what's on the field. It's like, what are you talking about? You can't control what's on the field. Meanwhile, normally every week we can control what's on the field, but he couldn't in that game. I yeah, just it. that one game you couldn't control what's on the field, but he got great value. That's all that matters. Um, anywho, uh, Chiefs minus eight and a half, best bet for me. Chiefs minus two and a half, and Eagles minus one and a half, the obvious teaser. Uh, I will also take Jerry McKinnon over rush yards, 21 and a half. Um, and now it's, ju- it's juiced. I don't know. It's minus 130 or something like that on Caesars. Um, do you, I, I, I want to take it cause I want to take that, that, that bet. Uh, RJ, you can take the over first quarter points and add it to your best bets. If you want, that's fine with me. Um, no, I'm fine. I'm trying to stay in that minus minus one twenty five or lower range. Just you to make it kind of close. Jerry McKinnon rushing yards off. It's up to you. I'm, I mean, we're not worried about you beating us anyway. So I'm just trying right. to, I don't want to, I don't want Pete yeah, to put whatever, you want put, put whatever you want in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the over eight and a half rushing attempts for Jalen Hurts minus one sixty five. That's that is currently on there as well. Um, you know, I, well, okay. Same as RJ. First quarter over first quarter points. I agree with you. I think it's a good bet. You're not going to take it because it's minus one thirty. I, as a honorable person, will abide by the spirit. If nay law of the podcast, and I will not take over Jared McKinnon rushing yards twenty one and a half. But I think that is a good bet. That is a really low number. He can rip that off very quickly. Um, I the one thing the one thing I worry about taking the Chiefs though is like they haven't been good against the spread. The defense does t- tend to step up late in this. You know we've seen the defense step up like when they make these Super Bowl runs. Um, but I just sort of you sort of wonder like is there do you like do you believe in game to game momentum like the like the especially in the playoffs like the, I mean like I do hot I think, teams teams get hot but like the Jaguars second half can like be a little a little bit of a slingshot for them. 
The Bills' defense wasn't very good against Buffalo last year in the playoffs. Hmm. You know what? Uh, you know what my bold prediction was for this game. What? Andy Reid runs the Philly special for a touchdown. Just trolls Doug Peterson. <laughs> Doug Peterson, if he gets a third and inch, might want to decide he wants to run the ball first before he gets in the fourth and inch. Mm, that that's not a bad idea. All right, next game on the slate. What a what a delightful little Saturday afternoon matchup, by the way, with the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Um, tips off about the same time as or kicks off thirty minutes before NC State plays at Carolina. I don't know if you've been following the net ratings, by the way. NC State. Nobody ahead cares of about college basketball until it's NC March. State ahead of Carolina. Not March. <laughs> the Giants at the Eagles. Eagles minus seven and a half over under forty eight. Pete. Yeah, look, I know the Eagles didn't play. I mean, the Giants didn't play the last game of the season. Obviously, they they rested guys, and the Eagles struggled. Jalen Hurst didn't look right in that game. Uh, the Eagles blew him out the, the first time around. But I think this is a different Giants team. And my one concern here, major concern here, is the pass rush of the Eagles. I mean, 70 sacks, four guys with double digits, first time that's happened. And Evan Neal struggled at right tackle. But I, I'm a big believer in Dable and, and, and Kafka scheming things up for Daniel Jones. Eagles have had problems with quarterbacks who run, uh, and I think that could be an issue here as well. I think the Giants hang around. I don't think they win the game, but I think they hang around. I'll take the Giants plus the seven and a half. I feel like Pete's kind of teasing some of my picks here. I lean to the Giants as well, a plus <laughs> seven and a half. Philly rolled in the first meeting behind the run game and pressure on Daniel Jones, like you're talking about, seven sacks in that game. Um, and then the Giants came back and just got the ball out early with Davis Webb, got sacked twice in that in that game, and they stayed close. Um, so I think that they can apply that that game plan here, get the ball out early to these receivers that aren't going downfield a ton. You know, you want to work over or short game, intermediate game with with James and Slayton and Slayton and Hodgins, those guys. Um, so we'll see that type of thing to kind of combat that pass rush, I think. Um, and and Philly's offense is top five on third down and in the red zone, which the Giants defense is also. But who wins situa- situationally is going to depend on how healthy Hurts is. And if they have to settle for field goals again like they did in week 18, they're not going to cover this number. Um, so we'll see um, if Philly's defense being vulnerable to the run at times this season lets Dayball pull out a few tricks in the running game that we might not be expecting. Um, and really the way you want to go in this game just kind of depends on your your idea of Hurts and Lane Johnson's health. Um, Hertz was not on the practice report at all, so maybe he's just good to go and we don't worry about that Week 18 game. But I feel like there's enough there that that this game will stay close. Dayball will muddy it up. Favorites in playoff matchups of division rivals are 3-10 and 10 against the spread the last nine years. So that third game, whoever's favored typically doesn't tend to cover because these teams know each other too well. So I would lean to the Giants there. I did not make it a best bet because I am putting the Eagles as part of my teaser. Minus one and a half just seems so obvious that this is going to be the leg that ends up losing and the Eagles will win by one or the Giants will win what the are, game. What are the Giants won six straight against the one seed in the playoffs? I don't know what the, the right? stat is there. Yeah. I think you, I mean, you buy, I mean, these Giants fans are a little bit outrageous with the whole, like, feels like 11 and no seven. It's like, does it? Really, I don't, no, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones plays like he plays last, played last week. And granted, well, the Vikings are very good he, on defense. They're, they're right. going to be tough to beat. And, and I got one defense, more. I mean, Dexter Lawrence just destroyed them. Holy week. And Leonard Williams crap. is good. And Thibodeau can rush. I mean, they got they got guys who can play. And, and none of them play. None of them played in that Week 18 game either. So yeah. I mean, they, they. We'll see if the. I mean, Philly has one of the best offensive lines in the league. We'll see if they can handle them. But my other best Look. bet in this game is. Daniel Jones over 45 and a half rushing yards at oh, minus man. 117. 
Philly's allowed the fourth most rushing yards to quarterbacks this year on far fewer attempts than the other teams in the top five, allowing about six and a half yards per carry. Even Davis Webb had 41 yards on six carries in week 18. Jones and Taylor combined had 66 on six carries in the first game. Even against the awful Minnesota pass defense last week, Daniel Jones had 17 carries up from four the first time they played Minnesota. So I think that's really part of the game plan here, and it's something that should work against the Eagles. Um, so I think he'll run a, a, a bunch in this game, get over that 45 and a half number. Uh, 44 and a half. It's down to at Caesars. Does that, does that I mean, this is, it's, it's, I, I agree with you. I think like Daniel Jones rushing yards is, uh, is sort of a cheat code right now with the way like Brian Dable is using him in that offense in that way. You know, they don't have an elite group of receivers. Darius Slayton playing really well. Um, you know, the, the guys that they have out there are, are, are stepping up for sure, but he's, he's just going to run. He's just a great runner. And he's, and look, you know, Pete, I don't, I'm not saying that you, I don't think you pounded the table for him like in the same way that you have other quarterbacks, but you definitely supported Daniel Jones. Uh, is anybody buying into? You know, I'm. I'm gonna, let me rephrase it. I'm not buying into the this this revisionist history with Dave Gettleman. Like, let's settle down a bit. Everybody's like, oh, Dexter Lawrence, Daniel Jones. It's like he, he drafted him. He overdrafted him. They look like they're going to be a good picks. Um, but like to to say that Dave Gettleman set up this Giants team and he's giggling somewhere watching them win. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, but but you know what, though? It's amazing what great coaching will do for you. Right. Dave, Dave Gettleman hired the other coaches, by the way, the ones who, right. the ones who couldn't coach, coach up Daniel Jones. I agree completely. This is a case of incredible coaching. Brian Dable, man, if you're a Giants fan, like I wouldn't even get too hyped up about, like, oh, it feels like 07, like 2011. Like, you need to realize that this team is set up potentially for the long haul, and you're going to give Daniel Jones 30 to $35 million per year this offseason. So enjoy that. Um, I've got the oh, – sorry, go ahead, Arthur. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you brought up coaching. I mean, it's not like Sirianni's a bad coach either. He could he could win coach of the year. He should be in the running for coach of the year. Oh, so. no. What, no. I'm saying where, they, they, compared to the other Giants coaches that had Dan. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just talking about in some matchups where the Giants are too big of underdogs because they have a big coaching advantage. That's not necessarily the case here. They might have right. a small coaching advantage here, but um, it, it's not the reason that I think you should back the Giants. I think they're both no. both coaching staffs are really good. I agree. Agreed. Um, another prop I like, but I'm not going to take. Out of the again the spirit and law of podcast podcast law uh, over Miles Sanders rushing yards sixty six and a half. Um, if really hate the let me see what his total rushing attempts is. Oh jeez, I mean CJ, I hate this juice. Um, I don't have any rushing attempts for him, but I think there's a decent chance that with Saquon's injury, excuse me, with Jalen Hurts' injury, that they try to lead on the traditional running game a little bit more. Obviously, if they need to use Jalen Hurts to run. They will do it because, you know, you, you have to win the game. But I think if they can get any sort of lead, any comfortable lead, you're going to see a lot more, a lot less Jalen Hurts run calls. Uh, Billy is in the in the chat saying, take any time Boston Scott touchdown. Plus 320. Well, because he, he, he scores against the Giants all the time. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick one, so Boston Scott plus 320, pretty good. I like that. Uh, Jalen Hurts minus 103, A.J. Brown minus 102, Miles Sanders plus 103 anytime touchdown. I'm going to take A.J. Brown anytime touchdown minus 102 is one of my best bets as well, along with the teaser with the Eagles. I don't think I want to take the Eagles minus 7.5, but I do think they win by double digits. If Jalen Hurts is healthy, it's just you know, a little bit of an unknown. Any, uh, I like thoughts? the Sanders one of that group because I just don't – I think with his injury, you might not want to let him taking hits near the goal line and do, do some other things for uh, for Sanders to get a touchdown there. Okay. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, the Sunday games, the Sunday slates of the divisional round, the best weekend of football of the year. Next. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So the first Sunday game, man, what a, I mean, what a, what a great four games, even with like sort of like bigger spreads. Um, Bills minus five and a half now over under 48 and a half. This line is creeping up quickly. Pete, is this a byproduct of Buffalo or is this a byproduct of the Bengals offensive line? I think there's some concern about that Bengals offensive line, obviously, but it wasn't like Buffalo actually got after the quarterback last week against the so-so offensive line as well. I mean, I I was disappointed in what I saw from Buffalo's pass rush last week. Uh, They got to be better and they should be better this week. I, I think Buffalo will be able to do what they want. I, I think, look, they do good stuff on defense, the Bengals, but Josh Allen, when he gets it going, and I don't even think we sniffed as good as he could have been last week. There, The interception in the end, I mean, the drop touchdown pass in the end zone by Dawson Knox, that game's 21 nothing. It's over. And they kept him in the game. And so, I, I look, the bad interception, the long throw, that was a terrible decision. The one was off the guy's hands. I mean, he should have caught it. So I, I think they get going again on offense. Uh, I think Joe Burrow will have success. He gets the ball out. We know that. He gets the ball quickly. And and so I think he'll move the football as well. I think it's a big T. Higgins game, by the way. I think they're going to do everything they can to take away Chase. I think Higgins is the beneficiary of it. Uh, I'll take uh, the Bengals plus the points because I think they keep it close. But I think Buffalo wins the game. Yeah, I thought the assumption would be these teams are pretty close. So the market would drive it down when it was four and a half. And the opposite has happened. It's gone up. Um, so, you know, I, thinking there is, ha- I think it has to be tied to the offensive line issues. Um, Cincinnati looked at control in week 17 before play stopped, but offensive lines lost two starters since Carmen did well in release uh, relief of Jonah Williams last week, but, uh, now he's on the road, brutal environment. I don't think it's the same situation at all. Um, so we'll, we might see some false starts here. We might see some, some confusion there since he's offense only had 234 yards against Baltimore, had to get the ball out super early to worried about that pass rush in the offensive line. And they were a half yard from being down seven in the fourth quarter last week, as we know in that game, they lost the yards per play battle 4.3 to 5.5 really dominated by Baltimore in terms of per play efficiency and still went and won the game on that big turnover Buffalo. That score was close, but they won yards per play 5.9 to 3.3. And that defensive touchdown made it a little more respectable, but Buffalo kind of dominated that game in the score scoreboard in, in the stats, if, if not the scoreboard. So I think Buffalo has the personnel to limit since he's passing attack. They're fifth against the pass where Baltimore was 19th. Keep them from getting a lot of yards in this game. Uh, since he's defense 29th in sack rate, really just going to come down to me is will Josh Allen make some stupid turnovers like he has recently in some of these games. I think Buffalo has three turnovers in three straight games, and they have the second most turnovers in the regular season. If Buffalo can avoid that and protect the ball, they're going to win and cover. But even with the O-line injuries, we've seen what Burrow can do with a beat-up offensive and not good offensive line last year. He can come out and win this game and just be the play hero ball on his own. So I think Buffalo is going to win by 7 to 10, but I didn't feel good enough about it to make it a best bet when the line's gotten up to 5.5. By like the way, game. real quick, it's not like Jackson Carmen's replacing uh, Anthony Munoz. I don't know why that been that good either. That's a fair point. Um, man, this one. So, I, I mean, I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl before the playoffs started. Um, yeah, I got a Bengals bet to win the Super Bowl. You know, they had you know, to reset. The you want to take that back? Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to. I, I picked the Bengals to win this game and to cover this game for, for the site. 
I don't know that I feel that good about it. And the, it's sort of the line move. It's also just like, man, like Buffalo, Buffalo is a, Buffalo's a really good team. The Bengals are getting screwed here by having to go to Buffalo. I don't know. Why, why is this game not on a neutral site? I understand the Bills have more wins than the Bengals, but like they didn't get the opportunity by virtue of like a really great show of class and sportsmanship. They lost the opportunity to try and compete to host this game in Cincinnati and instead have to go back to Buffalo. I'm not, I don't think the Bills should volunteer to go play it at like Ford Field or anything, but the NFL screwed the Bengals on both sides of this by making them almost have to deal with a coin flip of where they played Baltimore and then no coin flip or no neutral field option with where they played Buffalo. I understand the Bills have more wins than the Bengals. I get it. It's okay. But I mean, I, I sort of wonder if the chip on the, the well, Bengals. You're, you're going on the assumption that they were going to win that game. They, they didn't get the opportunity to win the game. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I get it. But if you're going to, I mean, the reason that Kansas city and, and Buffalo are at a neutral site is why? Because they have the same number of wins. Right. Right. But if, if the, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just saying not, that it's, I understand why it. they didn't play the game. I get what it. What did you say? 13 and four versus 12 and four. They don't have the same right. number of wins. They don't have the same amount of wins. If they would have had the same number of wins, Buffalo would be the number one seed. Oh, they don't. Yeah. Right. Why, why are the Bills getting the chance? They don't have the same number of wins. Yeah, they won. They played one less game. What am I talking about? They have one less win. Why are the bills? The bills are getting the opportunity. The bills are getting an advantage. The bills also beat the um, the Chiefs. So if you just, you know what I mean. I know. I know what you're saying, and like I, I get it. I get it all. This it's game like, should be in a neutral side. I think I'm with right. You. Yeah, I'm but gonna... if Buffalo would have beat Cincinnati, Buffalo would be the number one seed. If Cincinnati right. would have beat Buffalo, Cincinnati would be the number two seed. In both those right. situations, the playoff seeding is different than it is now. You gave an advantage to you gave you accounted for one possibility with one team. You did not for the other team. Correct. So I, I can see why the, the game should be a neutral. If yeah, you're not going to put it in a neutral, at least start this game seven to three. That's what the last score was. Ooh. I mean, the the Bengals came out firing before the Demar Hamlin injury. Like they looked really sharp. I'm just, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to take the Bengals plus five and a half. It's like, a, I feel like it's just like going down with the ship. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to come in with the chip on their shoulder. Burrow, like, I don't, I'm not betting against Joe Burrow in the playoffs in any must win game. And the chips are down, regardless of what kind of offensive line he's got with those weapons. And like, he, he is an ice cold killer, man. I'm not fading Joe Burrow. That's your guy, Pete. Because Josh Allen hasn't been good in the postseason in the last couple of years. Well, he, I mean, he's been he's been good. But does he have three touchdown passes in each of the last at least in each of the? It didn't look very good after that early seventeen zero start. I'll tell you that much against Miami. So sloppy. The, the shot he threw to the end zone for the touchdown to Gabe Davis wasn't a hell of a throw. That was a hell of a throw. He, look, he's he's an elite talent. The four the four guy the four quarterbacks left in the AFC are absolutely ridiculous. Well, all high first round picks, right? Yep. And you go to the NFC, and the only first round pick is Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't realize that. If uh, Brian Dave also the OC in Buffalo, Buffalo would win the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. How about Ken, oh, Ken, by the way, speaking of OCs, two two quick notes. Ken Dorsey, uh, Bills OC, interviewing for the head coaching job in Carolina. I don't think I don't think maybe a little early for that, right? Probably a little early. Uh, early but people tied, see the so. see the success of, of um, Dayball, and they yep. just want to kind of you know, cookie cutter that, that success onto Look, their own. And, and, and Dorsey was a quarterback coach in Carolina before too. So for Buffalo to win the Super Bowl, two things have to happen. They got to be better rushing the passer. You know, last week was disappointing and I don't know how Von Miller, but they've used a lot of draft capital and, and money on that front. They got to be better doing that. 
And Spencer Brown's got to quit being the all-time spinning top at right tackle. He stinks. I would agree with that. Uh, by the way, one more quick note on OCs, just because we're you know we're doing the best bet show, and then that's uh, there's no Thursday night football, so we're, that's it for the the, the podcast this week. Um, Greg Roman out as uh, as as Ravens OC. I believe that it's one of those where he is technically stepping away. Double check that. Which yeah, I don't I'm not sure that I necessarily believe that. You know what I'm saying? When does he's uh, resigning? He's resigning. Yeah, sure. With a foot in his ass. When is um? <laughs> <laughs> when is uh? And uh, Byron Leftwich out too. Yeah, we knew that. When is Lamar getting? The, the, that that tells you that they might be thinking about getting rid of Lamar. That was sort of where I was going with that. I don't want to. I don't want to linger on it too much. But I mean, Greg Roman was brought into and designed an offense specifically for Lamar Jackson. Uh, what what would just curious, Pete, like the two minute version? What would you do with Lamar Jackson this offseason? Not exclusive franchise tag, and see if anybody. If somebody wants to give me two ones and a player and something else. I, I, I would do that, but I, I don't want to. But sure. he's become a little bit of a problem for the organization, I think. And uh, you know, look, they ain't giving him guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. Nobody else is going to do that anymore. That was a one off, and they, everybody in the league is angry about it. They've offered him to make him. They give they offered him more than Wilson and everybody else after that. They're just not going to give him the guaranteed money. And he said, no, what are you going to do for a guy who doesn't finish seasons? I mean, I, I it's a tough negotiation. So you're damned if you do, and you, again, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you do. No, but if somebody wants to give me two ones and, okay, here's one. If you were, if you were Chicago, would you trade the one and Fields for Lamar? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I would not. I would not. Would you trade one Fields for Lamar and a one, another one? Probably not. I don't want to trade for Lamar and give him a ton of money when I have Fields. That's what you're going to have to do That's on a cheaper deal. Do. Well, I'm with if, you. I would. Do I like either. the Fields asset better than the Jackson asset, just because it's easier you. to build a winner around that that type of asset over the next I'm couple of years. So where does Lamar end up? Who wants Lamar? I, I think. I think the move is you put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him and hope and somebody if, signs him, and you get your two ones back for him. And well, and what happens is. I mean, surely, like somebody's going to make him an offer. You know, you're going to get like an offer sheet if you put if you do that. Now, the now I don't know the answer to that. I don't. I I think I know the answer to this, but I'm not 100 percent sure. If so, if let's say the Jets come and make a, uh, I'll give Lamar an offer sheet. He doesn't have to. It's up to him to sign it, right? Like, you know, what I'm saying if he if he's like, yeah. no, I will not sign that contract. Then, right. Then, the, but then there's no match. Like, they, they, like then, then the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. that's correct. They can right? say, "Hey, we're going to give you an offer sheet." If he doesn't sign it, he that, that there's no offer sheet. Right, but but, but if I'm the Ravens, it. if I'm the Ravens, what I'm doing is I'm using that opportunity to show Lamar what the market is for his contractual services, because nobody's going to come in and be like, "We're going to we'll give you seven years fully guaranteed," like Deshaun Watson. Would you know. give a, you would give him the Russell Wilson slash Kyler Murray deals? All you would give him those deals for sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, there, okay, he hasn't he hasn't accepted those. They've offered him that. There are some desperate teams in QB purgatory, and and for a former MVP that is still pretty young, I mean, I think somebody would would David Tepper might David Tepper might make a mistake for that one. That's true. Oh, okay, not okay, that he's worth Lamar it. Lamar Jackson but, goes to Carolina. Are they the Super Bowl team? Uh, no, no. No, they're going to win that division. But yeah, no. it immediately would be the best team in that division by a, by a pretty wide margin. And you're um, also gonna if you trade assets like RJ just said, you're gonna have to trade and pay. That's never a correct. good mm-hmm. thing. 
especially when one of those assets is fields. My key thing is I would rather have a talented guy who's run, probably has some upside as a passer, needs to be developed a little bit more, but has that contract locked in. That's the contract you want is those right. quarterbacks. I'm with you. So why I'm trade Why you. trade one for, for Lamar? I, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade fields for him. I agree. I think I think I think it may come down to Lamar realizing that you're just going to have to take like like th- that Deshaun Watson deal is going to be a one-off. These NFL owners are are put, digging in their heels, and even guys like Burrow and Herbert, um, who are up for contracts, are not going to be able to get that deal because these owners are adamant that they do not want these fully guaranteed uh, long-term contracts. All right, one more game left. Oh, sorry, go ahead if you want. You got it. By the way, RJ, one thing: the MVP thing. You got to get that. I mean, like, okay, he's an MVP. Would you trade Lamar Jackson for Trevor Lawrence? No. No. Right. I mean, you but Jags, Trevor Lawrence the, for Lamar Jackson, you mean? But the Jags aren't in quarterback purgatory. They have their guy. No. I'm talking about no, these I'm desperate saying, teams. I, I know, but I'm saying, would you, would I, I just think that you'd have to change your entire dynamic of your offense if you trade for him. Yeah. What? That any team that doesn't have an MVP quarterback should trade for Lamar because he makes them better. I'm saying teams that have struggled at quarterback for a long time and want a guy is going to see a younger guy that has an MVP and be like, that's the guy yeah. that can, can make us relevant again. And what's interesting, too, by the way, just last thing on Lamar is that um, you know, people are like connecting him to the Patriots. Bill Belichick took Sony Michelle over Lamar Jackson. And anybody who thinks that Sean Payton might land in a, with the team and then go after Lamar, he traded up into the spot where Lamar was and took Marcus Davenport. So I, I don't know. And, and that's not a Sean Payton quarterback. It's a, He's not going to. That's why I think the, the whole Arizona and Kyler Murray thing with him would be weird, too. He's, just, he's just trying to get he's trying to drum up enough attention to get Brandon Sealy fired. It didn't work. Uh, so you have to wait one more year. Dallas Cowboys at the 49ers, the final game of the week. Man, I tell you what, this, this game right here, going to make or break my playoffs, boys. Had uh, did, did a bunch of best ball drafts, uh, playoff drafts in the uh, underdog. 49 through in the gauntlet one. I got 76 teams through in the mitten. Max, you, you maxed it out at 150. I think I did like 110. How about that? 76 out of 110. Not too shabby. What does that mean? I don't, we don't want me to explain it to you. Uh, Niners minus four over under four. I just have a bunch of Niners and Cowboys on the team. Niners minus four over under 46 Pete. I'm on the Cowboys. And I think after this game, they'll be saying, how about them Cowboys again? Because I think they're going to win the game outright. I, I, I look, Brock Purdy's a hell of a story. He really is. Been a hell of a story. He's played one defense that's top 10. That was Washington. The rest of them are all in the high 20s, except for Tampa, which was 16 at the time. High 20s in points allowed, 30s, Raiders, Cardinals, Seahawks twice. They're bad defenses. This is not a bad defense. This is a good defense. And I know they've had run defense struggles at times, but Hankins is back, and that's important to them. Um, I think they're going to be able to get after him a little bit and force some turnovers. I don't think this is going to be the clean game that you come to expect from Brock Purdy. Now, the 49ers make it easy. Kyle Shanahan has more arguably the best play caller in the league. The other side, I think the Dallas offensive line, big, physical, strong, powerful, can match up with them. And they got veterans on that right. That right side is nasty. When you get the two veterans over there, both of them have been all pros in their career and still can play at a high level. The rookie's playing well. Uh, I think Dak Prescott exercised some demons. And I think this is a big Pollard game. You know, I think he's going to get into space and create some problems. The Niners are not great on the back end. You know, for all the... If they if you can block them, you can beat them. And I think that's going to be the – obviously, that's the key there, and I think they're going to have a good chance to block them. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'll take the points. I don't think you're going to need the points. I think Cowboys win the game. 
I am on the other side. I have the 49ers as a best bet. I mean, I, I understand Dallas has only lost in regulation since week six, who was the ugly week eight team game at Washington. And we read too much into that, obviously, because they went into Tampa Bay and dominated, uh, especially on offense, four straight 80 plus yard touchdown drives in that game against what had been a solid Tampa defense. But Tampa's defense doesn't create turnovers either. They're just 26th in interception rate, where San Francisco's third. So if we get the shaky Dak Prescott we had uh, down the stretch when he was throwing interceptions every game, that's going to get let San Francisco get ahead in this game and then do what they want to do offensively. Um, San Francisco's second in rush yards per play on defense. That will put Dak in tough third-down positions where he's going to have to execute. May If he's at his best like he was last week, he could do that. But it's just it seems like such a tough matchup for me that I don't think the strong Dallas offense shows up in this one, and San Francisco is able to do what they want to do on the offensive side of the ball because their defense is playing well. Um, I think the San Francisco offense will be able to run on the Dallas defense, and the offensive line is good enough to keep pressure at bay despite what you're saying. I know they have the coaching edge, and, and they have a better chance, of, and I think they have a better chance of executing the offense they want to execute. So I think San Francisco's going to win this game. I don't think that Brock Purdy – um, is is going to be a Super Bowl winner, much to my chagrin, because I have him at twenty to one to win the Super Bowl from the preseason. But um, I think this is a. I don't think the Cowboys are quite good enough to hang in this game, and then we'll see what happens next week when the 49ers have to play one of the top tier teams in the league, probably. Yeah, I mean, I that, that stat about having not lost in regulation uh, outside of Week 18 since Week Six, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I realized that they clearly they lost uh, two games in overtime at Green Bay in week 10 and then uh at jacksonville in week 15 a horrific collapse there you look at the games they played i mean they played the lions before the lions got good they played the bears lost the packers vikings who they just absolutely smoked in minnesota giants colts texans lost the jaguars eagles without jalen hurts titans you know banged up titans team uh, go then through the niners now go through the niners now okay they beat the 85 bears the 76 Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in their winning streak, they beat the Rams, Chargers Thanks. at the Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Dolphins. Home, Tua got hurt, right? Yeah. And that's I mean, the look, look, both teams on a both teams on a good little run here. Either one has played like, any super teams. I just think the Niners are tougher up front on both sides of the ball. Um, I like I like I like San Francisco to win the game. I like the over in this spot. I think we see a bunch of points scored. If Dak plays remotely close to that, he played awesome last week. Like you know, credit you know credit where credits due. He came in and looked exceptional in those drives. Tampa, Tampa's Bay, Tampa Bay's defense looked, I mean, average would be polite to describe it. Tampa Bay looked awful in that game. Dallas controlled it. I'm with RJ, though. I don't think they can do the same thing. I'll take the over as the best bet. I've also got two props. Um, Christian McCaffrey, over under rush and receiving yards, 105.5. They just get him involved. I think he gets over 106 Total scrimmage yards. I like the over in that spot. And I'll take Devo Samuel anytime touchdown plus 106 as a best bet. By the way, if the, well, the, the, the Cowboys should rush, make sure Parsons rushes off the left side the entire game. Because you know, if you put him on the right side, he's going to go get the left Trent side of Williams. the defense, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. The left side of the defense. You don't match him up against Trent Williams. I don't, I, you know, RJ, you mentioned their offensive line. I think their offensive line, Trent Williams is great. The rest of the offensive line is just okay. They're not great on the air. McClinchy's had moments where he's been bad. The rookie right guard has had moments where he's been bad. The center is just okay. They're just okay. They're not a great offensive line. So tweet Williams that out. is great. Prisco, Colin. What about the other? What about the other offensive, offensive line? line? Average. The other offensive line? Yeah. What if San Francisco can San Francisco take advantage of of the injuries that Dallas has had to deal with? Isn't that Dallas's offensive line also a little bit shaky? Yeah. What's the is Peters? The question is Peters. What's his what's his status going to be? Make so, a good look. The rookie left tackle has been great when he's played. I mean, mm -hmm. people, he's been outstanding. 
I, mean, right, I, I remind, Jalen, I remind Peters Ryan not, Jalen Peters did when, not practice on Thursday. Yeah, see, the, well, then you'll have to play. That's where they get weak is when the left guard has to play. If it's not – if if Peters doesn't play left tackle and Smith doesn't play left guard, then that weakens you at left guard because you got to play the, the other kid. So I think that's a problem for him. No Peters would be a uh, pretty big loss for them. Um, yeah, I like, I like the Niners to win a cover, but I'm going to take the overs as, as a spot. You know, if 49ers get up and get a lead, they can run the football effectively, and you'll see Dallas forced to throw. I think Dallas can score. Uh, you know, you attack the Niners through the pass, through the air. Should be able to do that uh, fairly decently. Love the over in this spot. All right. Any, uh, man, what do we got? Seven games left this season? Crazy. It's amazing how fast Eight. it goes. Pete, somebody in the chat said Lamar Jackson is the worst MVP in history. Uh, can you remind him who the MVP was in 1982? <laughs> the Redskins. Uh, Washington's oh. oh, I did it. I had done it like two years. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Mark Mosley. Mark Mosley, the Re- Washington's kicker that year. Easily MVP the worst kicker. MVP. Strikes from season. You imagine? Vincent, you said Redskins earlier this year. What are you talking about? Uh, you can't By find the way, that. after – after he won the award, they should have taken all the voters who voted him winner of that award and never let him vote ever again. Can't get, ever give it to a kicker. I don't exactly. care if a kicker made 65 out of 65 field goals and made 12 from 50 yards or more. I'm not picking a kicker ever. Was it like was it the was it the media members like teaming up with the, the I don't remember how they voted back then. Sure you don't. It was, um, he had 35 votes. Dan Fouts had 33. Ah, that's, that's so ridiculous. It feels like Dan Fouts should be given that retroactively. It was a, it was a joke. He did, it wasn't even like he had that great a year either. If I remember, like compared to like modern day kickers, it, it, when you look at his numbers, go look at them. I don't think they were that great. Yeah, 20 of um, 21 on field goals, 16 of 19 on extra points. Right. 16 of 19. Who's voting for that? What's wrong with you people? That's that's <laughs> that is that is that is the writers teaming up with the owners to like to to knock down the players for the strike. That's what that's it doing. Was, no attempts of 50 yards. Yeah. That's so MVP. Weird. Yeah. It's conspiracy, collusion. All right. I wasn't voting back. I wasn't voting back then, by the way. I can tell you that 100 percent You I assume you voted for Mahomes for MVP. I guess you're, you're not uh, supposed to say it. Don't worry I'm not it. supposed to say, but I mean, you're not the one guy. You're not the one guy who left him off your all first team all pro ballot. Is what you're saying? No, I'm not. There you go. That'll work. Um, all right, are we gonna toss these best bets up, Billy? Pete's got to get out of here. He's got. I don't know what he got to do. Something. Got to go to the office. Okay. Um, all right, we're not gonna put them up. I'll just try to read them. Actually, you know what? Yeah, me to read. All right, RJ's. Here we go. RJ's best bets. I don't have that many best bets. What's wrong with me? RJ, Pete has the Jaguars and the Jaguars over, the Giants, the Bengals, and the Cowboys against the Dogs are barking, baby. Dogs. RJ's got the Chiefs minus eight and a half, 49ers minus four, a teaser with Casey and Philly. Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns, and Daniel Jones over four and a half rushing yards. I love both of those props. 45 and a half. Yeah. What's that? I I mean, you said four and a half, 45 and a half. 45 and a half. You could put your mortgage on him having over four and a half. Oh, did I say four and a half? My bad. Yeah. 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 If, if, if four and a half was in college, you'd have to worry about it because, you know, the uh, sacks count. I've got 72 best bets here. Chiefs minus eight and a half. Chiefs and Eagles teaser. Jared McKinnon, uh, take Jared McKinnon rush yards off because that's too juicy. Sorry. Um, and you have the teaser on there twice, actually. A.J. Brown, anytime touchdown, minus 102. Miles Sanders over rushing yards, 66 and a half. 
Bengals plus five and a half. I would bet the Jerry McKinnon rush yard over, by the way, but it's it's outside the scope. Uh, Niners Cowboys over 46 and Debo, Debo anytime touchdown plus 106 and Christian McCaffrey over rushing and receiving yards. One of five and a half. That's it for the best bets. So for the divisional round, only two more of these left. One of them will be in Arizona. That's right. We're going to have some pizza in Arizona. The best pizza in America. Where's the best pizza? Oh, that's right. Pizzeria Bianca. <laughs> yeah. I told somebody the other day, they're like, listen, I, I, I'm i from New York. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It's just not the best pizza in America. But, but, right. but, but that's when I made my declaration <laughs> about art. <laughs> <laughs> it's across from an art museum and Pete goes Pete we're sitting there eating pizza and Pete looks at, he looks over this museum he looks back at the table and he goes I hate art <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we won't tell the rest of what the quote that you said but it involves no. you making a painting with some yeah some right. less than scrupulous materials alright that'll do it for us <laughs> thanks for watching thanks for listening for RJ for Pete I'm Brenton we'll see you guys later